What's up, everyone? Welcome back to episode 14 of the Jungle Podcast. I'm Carter. I'm Matthew. And uh, we're back from a long hiatus. Steven's not with us because he's still getting stuff like figured out out. yeah yeah it's been a busy past like two three weeks like me with school you guys with work and stuff thanksgiving in canada yeah but hey we're back we are back and uh we figured we'd talk about uh the nba since it's us too we both like the nba a lot of nba news right yeah season just wrapped congrats to the lakers they just won ad got a ring kuz got a ring we're not talking about Kuz. Okay, come on. We're not talking about Kuz. We're talking about Anthony Davis. Hi, Dwight Howard. D12 or D39 now, I guess. D39. We're talking about AC Fresh 21. We're talking about Dion Waiters who finessed D-Bag in the best way possible. This guy started <laughs> off on the heat, got paid out because he had an edible. So he took an edible, got paid out. Joined a contending team and won a ring. And even if Miami Heat won, he still wins a ring. Yeah, I was about to say, this, really, yeah, like, that would have been... <laughs> <laughs> he, he finessed the bag. Yeah, he really. a champion regardless of who won. Yo, what if he... <laughs> he's going to be the next... Uh, oh my Robert god, Patrick Horry. McCaw. Patrick McCaw. <laughs> who just jumped from team to team. Say Robert Horry. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't know how this guy... Like, yeah, that too. Fuck. Seven, didn't he have seven rings? <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of had, players that just jump from team to team. Like fucking... Um, he was on a Lakers... He was on the Spurs, and he was yeah. on. Why am I drawing a blank on the team? Wasn't he on the Rockets? Team? Rockets, Rockets. Yeah, I think he won in ninety four, ninety five. And then he was on the Lakers three yeah. team, and then he was on the Spurs and yeah. three. Wasn't he? Another person that was on the Lakers, uh, Ron Harper. Oh yeah, <laughs> he yeah, got he a three peat with the Bulls, and then I think he was there for like one or two of the years of the three peat with Shaq and Kobe. Which, okay, quick note on that. Uh, like, have you been watching Jimmy High Rollers videos recently? Yeah. So did you see the one where he's talking about, like, the hardest championships? Yeah, did you see the Lakers? Yeah, crazy? the Lakers it's have crazy three of the five hardest championships in in the last 37 years. That's fucking insane. Keep in mind, it is, like, a very, very, like, basic stat that he uses. Like, someone had a calculation. That, like, it takes into account, like, a decent amount, but let's not... Yeah. I'm not saying that it yeah, was, it's like, not objectively... A science. Yeah, yeah. It's but kind it's of like PR, like it's a pretty good indicator. So it's like I'm not trying to discredit the Lakers. I mean, obviously they three peated an era with a lot of talent. Clearly, you had a prime Shaquille O'Neal and a just entering his prime into his prime Kobe Bryant. Like it's pretty hard to beat. I mean, the best basketball doer, if not one of yeah, and a good supporting cast. Yeah, like, like they, a, good, they, they still had Derek cast. Fisher at the beginning. They had, I think, well, they had Ron, Ron Harper, Harper for like a year or two. Um, I mean, Tyron Lue, but uh, he was one of the solid, solid, but yeah, yeah, stepping over, stepping over. That is fuck. That is oh man. I remember looking at that photo and I got chills, and I was like, man, like I didn't even yeah. watch AI play. Like I was like, what, three or four at the time? That happened that in two thousand one. Crazy. But I'm like, if you look back and watch that whole game, you're just like, holy shit! Like <laughs> AI was unstoppable, man. It's crazy. Yeah, that man is just a like an eighth wonder of the world. Actually, I got an interesting question for you. This okay. was, um, I think it was on Jimmy High Rollers, one of his videos or something, or someone I was watching. But it was just like, who among the players that have never won a ring do you think deserved it the most? Mm. And so obviously, Allen Iverson was there. Yeah. You had like Steve Nash and Marcel yeah. Meyer there. Like the whole list of people. Carl Malone, John Stockton. Carl Malone, John Stockton. Sorry, I don't even know how I forgot them. Clyde Drexler was on that list. Clyde Drexler. Sure, so I don't think he won. I'm pretty sure my no. MJ stopped him every single time. Um, Charles Barkley. 
yeah, Charles Barkley's definitely up there. I mean, their team was good, but it was never like, you never looked at their team and you were like, damn, that team for sure is going to win or like going to be in the finals. Well, the way I look at it, I think AI is probably the only person, maybe LeBron in 07 with the Cavs. Mm. But I was like, they AI did not have any business. Like, obviously, Allen Iverson was a really good player and like clearly good enough to lead his team to the finals. Someone had a LeBron was in 07, but they had no business being there. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, that was such a big mismatch in terms of like the Lakers team. Like, I'm pretty sure they're the only, obviously, they're the only team that year that actually beat the Lakers at least once. Like, because they, they 4 0 they 4 0 they 4 0 and then AI. They went them. 16 and 1, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but th- that just speaks volumes. I'm like, this guy beat like the best duo, yeah. if not one of the best duos in NBA history. And I bet you, if you look back at the game that they won, he probably drops like forty yeah, plus. 40 like, plus. Yeah, just doing everything. I just think it's. I, th- I think AI is probably the most deserving of a ring. Now that Dwight Howard has one. The other person that I think would give him a run for his money is T Mac. Oh yeah, T Mac. And he is maybe him. one of the biggest like what ifs in NBA history. If T Mac had LeBron's durability, man. Yeah, yeah, seriously. <laughs> like, he might actually be, like, a contender. This is a, a hot take, but he might be a contender for, like, MJ. Because, mm. like, I feel like he would have been better than Kobe. Kobe's insane, but, Even like, Kobe admitted, was... Kobe was like, you're me, but you're 6'8". Six, six, <laughs> yeah, he's like, 6'8", six, yeah. 6'7", six, 6'8". Six, he's like, you're just me, but, like, 3 or 4 inches taller than yeah. whatever the hell he said. Which yeah. you can see. Like, you watch a prime T-Mac, and you're just like, there's how. See, I, I I might double back on this because although T Mac was could have been potentially more skilled, I feel like the mentality was not there. Kobe's mentality. No, man, this guy was lazy. But yeah. you got to you got to give him props. This guy fell asleep before a game when they were supposed to be practicing. <laughs> woke up and dropped what thirty? Yeah. <laughs> man, some of the stories of like people just doing like ridiculous shit before a game and he's then the, still. <laughs> he's the kid in school that like doesn't study but aced the test. Yeah, he's that guy. Yeah, like MJ, Gil- like Gilbert Arenas <laughs> has to be the Pulls funniest. Like when he, uh, <laughs> when Nick, his story goes like when he Nick Young pulled up in like the practice beforehand in like some like 10 grand Gucci shoes. Oh yeah, yeah. And Gilbert Arenas steals him, goes plays the game in his shoes. <laughs> That's actually fucking hilarious. There's a lot of NBA players that think they just have they have very interesting stories before game, or like pre-game. Yeah, they just it's not even like, like a, just it's not a routine or anything. It's just like something that happened before a game. It's funny. Yeah, but I think sorry, going back to the AI and the, yeah, yeah. the ringless players. I think AI probably my number one. I want to put like I love John Stockton, I love Carmelo. Yeah, I think they're really good players, but it's like I don't think anyone ever looked at them in the same way they looked at Allen Iverson. It's like oh, right, like they really should have like. Yeah, they had like mm. they had business being there. You know what I mean? Them getting to the finals as a good team makes sense to me. AI literally had zero business being there. See, Obviously, he's a good team and like better West, weak East, whatever. But it's like he took a game off of one of the best duos of all time. Yeah, you know what I mean, like that's so impressive to me. But I f- I also feel like they might have more of a an argument for it because not only were they there back to back years, or they've like they were they've been deep in the John playoffs Martin. a lot. But it's also like, point guard. yeah, it's also like, you know, these guys, not only have they been there a lot, but they're like two, I mean, John Stockton's literally the assist leader. Carmelo's second scoring. Do you think anyone will ever break those records that John Stockton has? Assist oh, assists? I don't think so, man. The assists are fucking insane. I mean, I he's basically he... set up to just like pick and roll and yeah. dump it to Malone. 
what's crazy too is that like you watch the highlights and he's he's good on either spot there like he does not mind taking like he was he did not mind the physical beating that he would get from literally yeah. any team like he'll take a charge he's like that's why i, I kind of see kyle lowry in him he has that like mentality mm. where he's like he'll put his body in the way like kyle lowry will take a charge for nothing yeah dude like, that was yeah like this year kyle like i mean there was a couple plays like quarters and like games where you see he kind of like did his normal thing where he kind of disappeared for a little bit but yeah, that's my that's my only issue with Kyle Lowry, yeah. is that like he's kind of streaky as like an offensive player, but like, yeah. I will never question his leadership or his defensive prowess. Yeah, his effort. Like his there effort were some games so where oh my god, he'd be taking charges and like just taking ridiculous contact, still making the basket or like making both free throws, and you're like, dude, this guy is trying to will this team to win. And I think that's fuck. probably that's probably one of the biggest reasons that Toronto's ever been so successful in the last yeah. like five years. Like obviously they ran into LeBron, and you know it's LeBron. Yeah. Pretty hard, to, pretty hard to beat LeBron James, and like even Demar Derozan was on that podcast recently. I don't know if you heard. Yeah, yeah, yeah I watched. Really I was gonna bring that up. He was like, "Am I the problem?" And I'm like, "No, like you ran into LeBron James. Like this yeah, guy. Yeah. It was a JJ. This guy does not get Reddick's, Reddick's, yeah. Yeah. This guy does not get MG comparisons just for fun. Like he's clearly there because yeah. not only has he put himself to be in that conversation, like his resume and his skills speak for it. But you know that's not the point. Point is, is I think that that Raptors team is so successful because Kyle Lowry is just such a good leader. You know yeah. I mean? Like he really gives that whole team the, like, the mentality and the will to actually succeed. And they just needed something like a Kawhi Leonard and a LeBron James list East to win. That's crazy to think though, that if LeBron wasn't in the East, they like for sure would have been in the finals yeah. at least twice. Yeah. They probably would have beat up the Celtics. Cause like in 2018, they honestly should have beat LeBron. But like it's LeBron. the yeah, the effort. I mean, some of the some of the calls were a little questionable, but still they lost like what, it's four a, it's two. That floater that I just don't understand. I know that I'm right like, hand dude. fade fading floater. He's like, oh yeah, my I god, it plays. I'm like, do you really practice that? Yeah, it but, like, plays through my mind it. all the time. I can like, <laughs> I remember watching that game and I was like, There's no way. He didn't make that. And then I see it drop in, I'm like, Oh my god. Like, yeah, no, I literally remember saying that in my mind. He like just threw it up and I'm like, Oh, it's chalked. He just threw up and then it went yeah. in, I'm like uh, what <laughs> it's not fair no i think one of my least favorite i'm gonna stay on this rant for a second but one of my least favorite calls i think it was in that game is in the game two where jordan clarkson's in the corner like lebron dishes it to clarkson he's like in the corner but i think it was og on him and jordan clarkson basically just like shoulder checks him oh, I know and like fumbled. pushes him yeah. away no foul, no foul call and then and makes a three yeah, and you're like, he makes the three what? <laughs> i remember that yeah, that, that was stupid. Well, the thing is, uh, in my opinion, like first and foremost, like I have, I prefer players over teams. But I, if I had to choose, like I would say I'm a Raptors fan at heart. Yeah, it's who I've followed for the longest. Like when you're in Canada, that's just like the team. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you can like other teams. Like I know people that are Lakers fans, Josh the Celtics fan, whatever. But I feel like just in Canada, because it's the only NBA team we have, and like no one looks at the Maple Leafs and they're like, oh, like I can't wait for them to go into the Stanley Cup Finals this year. Like this is not gonna happen. Like it's more yeah. realistic that the NBA, like the Raptors, are more likely to make the finals yeah. or have any kind of, like, team success. But it's kind of the team you root for. So it's like, it sucks because, like, I like LeBron. I think he's a good player, you know, like, all credit to him. But it's like, man, like, I just wanted to see the Raptors in the finals, like, at least twice. I yeah. really thought they could have made the Fuck. distance this year. They were close. They were game they seven. They were close, but. Oh, my God, OG Ananobi's buzzer beater. Dude, I remember, <laughs> like, I remember because I, I was watching, like, most of the game, and then I saw, I didn't watch the third quarter, and then I, like, uh went on my computer like went back upstairs went on my computer and like watched the last like five minutes of the fourth Worth it. and i just remember that they were down and i just like 
it was just one of those like final hope moments where you're crossing your fingers you're like fuck i hope it goes in and then he makes you like oh my fucking god this man is jesus christ himself for that one moment there was actually a lot of good buzzer beaters in the yeah in the bubble. there's just a lot of good plays in the bubble oh for sure like well specifically buzzer beaters i was thinking like anthony davis ones against the mm-hmm. nuggets yep Devin Booker's against the Clippers. Luca's against the Clippers as well. Dame had one against Dame had one the Lakers. Lakers. Was it Lakers? Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. It was before. It was to get them into the... Yeah. This um, was in the seeding games. It wasn't Memphis actually. or something. I know what you're talking about. I yeah. It probably would have been Memphis. It was either against it. Memphis or... Um, was it one of the play... just eight seeding games in general? Yeah. Well, I think it was like the play-in game. Or like just... It was either the game to get them into the play-in game or the play-in game against Memphis. I don't think Memphis. it was the play-in game, because I remember watching that. And I remember okay, watching so then it was the game before to get them in. Yeah, it was definitely that, because it knocked the Suns out. Yeah. Uh, yes, yes. So yes, who, okay. who, who were they playing? Wasn't it, was it Orlando? Was it, was it Orlando? No, they were No, they were in the bubble this year. No, 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 no. They, no, Orlando's east. Oh, sorry. I thought you were talking... <laughs> no, but weren't, weren't we just clocked... It was the... It was just the regular eight seeding games. Oh, there yeah. was no conference yet. It wasn't the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Because I remember they had to play against. Uh, maybe it was Orlando. I guess you but can I look c- at it. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I really could have sworn it was because it was Memphis Suns, Blazers, and there was a Man, four, that, Spurs. That stretch of games, though, you watched Damian Lillard and Devin Booker, and you saw the points per game averages. You saw oh, all their stats. God, and yeah. I'm like, holy shit! Like. What is Dame was averaging like what fifty three or something like fifty four? Yeah, for like <laughs> four fuck? games, he averaged like fifty. That was like Kobe back in two thousand six, I think. Someone someone pulled it. I was reading it this morning. Kobe for like a month straight averaged like forty eight points or something or forty five well, yeah. points. Some shit. Again, like, Jimmy Highroller shit. did a video on that where they were like, "Oh, did he?" Yeah, he he was talking about like because it was one of the I think it was its MVP season, and in that playoffs, he averaged for like four for like three or four weeks fifty. And then the next, like, three weeks, he averaged 40. <laughs> it's like, holy shit, how are you going this long? Yeah, that's insane. Fuck, I, was, I forgot what I was going to say before we mentioned um, Portland. Just all oh, the yeah. buzzer beaters. Fucking MJ Warren. <laughs> the man literally... Impressed, I was more impressed with Devin Booker. Sorry. That's fair. I mean, Devin Booker, biased. like, Devin really... Devin Booker is yeah, one of my yeah, favorite yeah. players. So but like, yeah, like, because well, you, you kind of expected Devin Booker to, like finally step up and be the player that you know he is to carry which a team <laughs> yeah which he did finally and it's like it was so the bad. first time that eight and oh and still not making playoffs oh, fuck i know it's like because like i'm not a huge suns fan but i like a lot of the players that they have and i obviously want to see devin booker like succeed because that man's crazy if i had to choose a second team that i really really liked probably would have been the suns like i did i yeah. grew up watching obviously like steve nash marcel meyer I also thought Charles Barkley was a really good player. So it's like yeah. They all played for the Suns at one point. And like, of all the games I've watched, I've watched the Suns probably more consistently than any other, aside from like Raptors. Probably like Lakers as well, because my uncle's like a huge Lakers fan. I don't know about you. Like, if you had to, if you had to pick one of your teams. Mm. Oh, yeah, the Knicks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I've always been a fan of, of the Spurs, because my mom's a huge fan of it. So, like, I kind of grew up watching the Spurs. Also, the Spurs are just so consistent. I know. Well, what, 20, 21 years? 22. 22 years. 22 years. And now, I mean, now it's broken, but shit, dude, that's a long spree. (laughs) You take 22 years, you're happy with that. And now, now it's like, yeah, their future is kind of weird. Well, they're, I saw a tier, like a pyramid tier of coaches, and obviously Pop was in S tier, Phil Jackson was in S tier, and then A tier had like other coaches like Pat Riley and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. I think... 
I would argue that Phil Jackson is the best coach in sports history. Yeah, I, I don't. Know. He has like eleven chips. I, I'm not. I'm not familiar with coaches in the NFL as much as you might be or NHL yeah. for that matter. But you can't really knock like he has eleven. He has eleven. He has nine as a coach and two as a player. Or some shit doesn't he? Uh, no, he has eleven as a coach and one as a player. That's twelve. And out of like what seventy five? That's what. At seventy five years of NBA, that's <laughs> that's literally like how much is that? Isn't that like twenty percent? Yeah, that's pretty like much. Just, just yeah. shy of twenty percent. That's nuts. And that's like, but that's including like, if you just include his, include his coaching years, he basically wins like sixty percent of the time he's in the playoffs. <laughs> like it's fucking ridiculous. Because he was there for both the Bulls. Both the Bulls three peats. That's six. The Lakers three peat, and then the Lakers the two peat with Kobe. <clears throat> right, 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 right. I like that's insane. I forgot he was still there because didn't they? The contract ended, but then Kobe was like, "No, fuck it, I want Phil." Yeah, they signed him to like a one year extension or like a one year deal. Oh, actually, then... I got a I got a good hypothetical for you. Okay. If Phil Jackson was a coach for LeBron, do you think they would have won together in the same way that Phil Jackson won with MJ? Phil Jackson won with Kobe. So say yeah. say after he say after his Lakers contract, but before he signs with the Lakers again for the two peat that Kobe did, yeah, it was like three years. Especially when LeBron made it to the finals in two thousand seven, do you think they could have beat the Spurs? Yeah, I feel like if they're in in two thousand seven, yes, because they had a they had a strong team. Because that was before they he went to Miami, yeah, or like well, I think two thousand after two thousand eight. Right? No, no, I'm talking about sorry, I'm talking about LeBron after oh. two thousand eight. Or 2009, he... No, 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 he went in 2011. So, well, because I'm thinking 2007, they got beat by the Celtics. 07? I think so. No, it was Spurs. That's Tim Duncan. That's Tim Duncan's fourth. No, 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 sorry. I'm thinking the East side. But I guess, no, I guess maybe they beat the Celtics, and then the next year the Celtics beat them and won one chip. And then and Paul beat, Pierce got the finals MVP, and then Kobe Paul was Pierce like, nah, fuck that. Everyone got and then yeah. yeah, and then two finals MVPs. <laughs> No, no, he beat Orlando. Orlando beat the Celtics. He beat Orlando in the conference finals, I thought. He beat D12. Or Detroit or some shit like that in 07. Oh, yeah, I think it was He He either beat Orlando the bad... He, in the he conference finals. Beat, not the bad boy Pistons. <laughs> the, he, I think he beat the Detroit team. I think that was the conference finals, and then he beat Orlando in the second round or some shit like that. And the, the, the Pistons beat the Celtics. I don't know. It's, Maybe I just remember because I, I remember there was a huge rivalry between the Celtics and LeBron. It starts and they in made 08. Him, yeah, they made him leave to go to yeah, Miami. Oh eight and oh nine. That was the three years right there. Yeah, maybe it maybe it was oh nine. I would say four Hall of Famers. Like I, I cannot not see any of those people being in the, like Kevin Garnett. Obviously, well, Boston. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Paul hey, Pierce is probably a Hall of Famer. Yeah, their big three or four was is for sure. Rondo, I, in my opinion, should be in the Hall of Fame. Like yeah. Mans is one of the best basketball IQ, two-time champ. Well, you you got yeah. NBA, Kevin Garnett, Paul Pierce, teams. Rondo, and um, holy shit, Ray Allen. Ray, Allen. Ray Allen's a Hall of Famer. There's yeah, that's four second four best Hall shooter of all time. Yeah, and he's got two chips. Two. Yeah, chips. he's got the Boston one. He's got the one. The Heat. And he's got one in Heat in 2012, 2013, or 2013. Because that's when they beat the Spurs. Yeah, that's when they beat the Spurs. Because 2012 yes. was when. Yeah, yeah, right. 2011, Mavs won. 2012, 13, Miami won. 2014, the Spurs won. 2015 was the first Golden State. I was looking at some, like, you just look at some of the awards, and it's like, MG doesn't retire. Like, it's perfectly plausible to say that he probably would have won the championship almost every year. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, in like 94, 95. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, when Hakeem won both of those. Yeah, yeah. Well, the Bulls literally got to the finals one of those years. (laughs) 
the other one they were in the Eastern Conference Finals. So it's like, yeah, with MJ, yeah, they they just win. So that, that, that that's where you put credit on Scottie Pippen's name. Scottie Pippen is still a franchise, yeah, yeah. like Hall of Fame player, anyway. Yeah. Obviously, MJ is a more certified scorer, but I was like, don't sleep on Scottie Pippen. Like the guy could still drop twenty points and be the best defensive player. Yeah. You know, that's pretty solid for a second option. And I feel like people slept on his leadership, but I think the reason why he did he doesn't seem like the leader that he is is because He's next to MJ. Well, no, not necessarily that it was next to MJ, but because in 94, 95, um, I, I can't remember if it was some issue between him and Phil, but basically like they weren't oh, seeing eye to eye. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. then there was that one game, mm-hmm. the Tony Kukoc, I think it was the Tony Kukoc game. Well, he didn't He didn't play that game, didn't he? He didn't play the, the last play. Yeah. And Phil drew up the play and he wanted Pippen to be there, not only as an option, but also because like he's dude fucking star player like obviously but you want him on the floor player yeah <laughs> yeah and he was like no but we want like tony taking the shot mm-hmm. and scotty wanted the shot right? yeah yeah and uh, so he was like hey if i don't take the shot i don't play <laughs> so that's one yeah um lebron winning mvp five in a row if he didn't get interrupted by derrick rose in 2011 mm-hmm. that would have been crazy which fair fair interruption <laughs> oh yeah don't get me wrong season. in my opinion like derrick rose deserves that now, would I have given it to LeBron? Probably, but that's just because, like, I would have loved to see history get made. Like, five MVPs in a row is fucking nuts. Yeah. And, like, the fact that he's top five in MVP voting literally every year since he's been in the league, I swear to God. That was another crazy one. Well, and then didn't he... He missed unanimous MVP by one vote because somebody voted in 2013. Mello. Yeah. And he missed Defensive Player of the Year. He was... Marcus Gasol won it. Mm-hmm. So he was about to have, like, the quote-unquote, like, complete season, so... MVP, Finals MVP, Defensive Player of the Year, the title, and then I think he was third in scoring. And I don't think anybody's yeah, I don't think anybody's done that yet. Win all four in one year. Akeem. Akeem. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. So Akeem's yeah, only, I think there's like Akeem's there's the only player to have done it in one season. Okay, people yeah, have yeah. done it in their career, like MVP, yeah, 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 yeah. obviously like throughout the year, yeah, whatever, but, yeah. I think there's like maybe one or two then Hakeem and maybe like David Robinson. No, because he no. didn't win it at the same time. Yeah, he, I think yeah, it's yeah, just yeah, he won Defensive Player of the Year. And yeah, but he didn't win chip. He didn't win yeah. Finals MVP. Well, he won it that year, but I don't think he, that was the same year he got Defensive Player and yeah, yeah. all the crap. I'm What's sure. crazy is Giannis had a, a chance this year. Because he won Defensive Player, he won MVP, and if they would have gone to the Finals and won, he would have had it all. What's crazy to me is that like this is an MVP caliber player. Is like if he gets into a bigger market, just similar how AD was. Like in my opinion, AD on the Pelicans is tearing the fuck out of the league up. It's like if he gets into a bigger market with like one other player, he's good. Like don't get me wrong, Chris Middleton's a good player. All respect to him. Their supporting cast pretty good, you know. All that, but it's like if he gets one other star player, like if he gets paired with like a Chris Paul or someone who's good in the final moments of the game, that's a chip. Like I'm not gonna debate that. Like that's that's such a good chance. Okay, I want to see if I can find. The list because I, I saw the article earlier and then I watched um, a King of the Fourth Quarter video on it. But it was uh, it, it basically five blockbuster trades this season. Um, and one of them, the oh, last one, I was the three team trade between um, the Bucks. Uh, I'm trying to think, like, I'm trying to find it, but the. It's a trade between the the box, the thunder, and um, or maybe we're talking about two different things here. No, 
it was um because i remember the last one was uh the last one was they they were basically saying uh russell westbrook to the knicks (laughs) for the knicks to give up um two picks uh rj barrett and uh for Russell Westbrook. Yeah, an aging point guard who, mind you, is good, but, like, they won. I literally would not be surprised if it happened because it's a Knicks move. Until they get rid of, until fucking uh, Dickhead sells the franchise, they're not going to. Oh, what's his name? Something Rose or whatever? No. Um, now I'm blanking on it now that, like, we have to talk about it. Um, <laughs> I know. I was literally. <laughs> oh, I'm going to have to on the tip of my tongue. Um. Don, James Dolan. James Dolan. Why am I thinking? Oh, Jalen Rose is the one I was listening oh. to talk about. That's why I was like, it's something Rose. Yeah, James Dolan is need to get him out of there. It sucks too because like I feel like the Knicks, the Knicks are the second most valuable franchise in the NBA, aren't they? Like they're the second. No, they're the most. Are they they're the over most? a billion. I think they're like one. I thought they were billion. the second only to the Lakers. No, makes sense though. Yeah, the just the market and yeah. sheer size. Okay, I found the article. Um. Okay, so the Bucks get Victor Oladipo and Robert Covington. That alone, you pair them next to Giannis. I they think, keep Chris don't get me Middleton. Wrong, I like Robert Covington, but like I don't see because he plays the center position, isn't he? On Houston, but he's normally a small forward, but he can play the three four. Right, 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 right. But he's like he, well, he's obviously the best the three. three and D player in the league. Probably he's probably gonna play the. Best three and D player, yeah, over Clay Thompson. I guess Clay Thompson's not in. Robert Covington's defense is way better than Clay, but Clay, but Clay is like so a three and D, but he does so much more. That's true. Like Clay, just because he can take eleven dribbles in a game, drop like a million points. <laughs> <laughs> he can. That's sort right, of I'll, I'll you that, for that. that. But okay, so here's the but trade. He would, he would be playing the three though, but then where does yeah. Chris Middleton go? Because obviously you have Giannis at power forward or point you put forward. Chris Middleton in the two. Victor Oladipo. At the one, I get because nah. he plays. He's a combo can, guard yeah, essentially. It kind of works. Yeah, yeah. I, I can see that. But otherwise, that otherwise team. you have Giannis at the five. They play a quote unquote small ball. You have <laughs> small. Yeah, you Giannis have Ro- not you have Rocco at the four, Chris Middleton at the three, playing like heavy wing, Oladipo. shooting it. And Oladipo also spacing the floor because then you can have just you could just have Giannis like sitting below right, the basket. You take, you take that team. You take that team, but you add Chris Paul to the Lakers this year. You know how Chris Paul's three for two of the Lakers? Yeah. Who do you got? <laughs> nah, but you already have Rondo. Yeah, but there's a chance that Rondo doesn't resign. And also, I, in my opinion, yeah. Chris Paul is a better Rondo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Chris Paul, because Chris Paul, he's got way more offense. But And I would say he's probably better on defense. Like Maybe not so much I now. feel like they're equal. I mean, maybe, there maybe, was a point maybe he's time, better because Rondo's there was older. A point but. In time where Chris Paul was probably the best defensive point guard. Dude, I don't understand this. Everybody sleeps on Rondo's defense. I'm not sleeping He's on so him. I'm just fucking insane. Chris Paul leads, like, not even just, like, contesting shots, but, like, steals and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, no, I know. His steals are, Chris like, Paul's he's not, basically like, he's always a leader. He's the only active player that, like, has a very, very far, mind you, like, shot at catching Stockton and either of those, like, assisted steals. It's not going to yeah, happen, but, like... it's not going to happen at all. He's actually not even anywhere close, but no, that's not, more but of a testament he's the only active to... player that it's, like, if it were to happen for yeah. any active player, it would most likely be him. Yeah. It's, like, obviously uh, LeBron is a point, but it's, like, kind of too little too late. I feel like if, if they continue on this path, either Trey Young or Luka, 
If they continue basically getting triple doubles or double doubles with assists for their whole career. Because Stockton would do it all the time. Yeah. Stockton would drop double doubles and like get like maybe 10 points. He basically, he almost averaged like 12 assists a game for his career. Which I think the craziest, the crazy, one of the craziest stat lines I ever saw was um, probably Chris Paul. 20 points, 20 assists, zero turnovers. Yeah. That's that's fucking ridiculous. Still insane. What's, you know, what's also insane is Rondo's zero point game with like 22 or like two point game. Yeah, 24, 24 assists, like, 24 ridiculous. Assists. And he had, like, I think one turnover. Yeah. And then I, I'm pretty I'm sure Draymond seeing... Green had a game sort of like that, okay. like, last season. I got I got fucking ripped for this. Would you put Draymond Green in the Hall of Fame? Yes. Oh, my God. Thank See, God. Yeah. One of my one of my old co-workers' friends, I said that. I was like, yeah. Draymond Green is clearly a Hall of Famer. Like, obviously, Steph and Clay are, like, your main options offensively. But I'm like, this guy is a ceiling raiser. You put Draymond Green on a team where you're already winning? Like, this guy is such a good leader. Yes, leader. He like he averaged a triple. He got a triple double without points. Like this guy clearly does the very most. And like, not nah, like he, um, was, he was digging me into the ground for it. He's like, Draymond Green is not a Hall of Famer. Yeah, like, I mean, it's like, it's a pretty like common debate. But I mean, he's I a three-time champion. He's defensive a defensive player, player of the year. I think he's been a rebound leader before. Yeah, and he maybe led rebounds. He yeah, and maybe a steal leader. Maybe not the steals, but I, I know for sure. He's been on all defensive teams, been yeah, yeah. all NBA teams, been an all star. All star. Like, this yeah. guy has the accolades and, like, not just the accolades, but, like, obviously he's not a leader in the sense that he can lead a team, like, offensively. But, like, I think you put him on a team that already has an offensive leader and, like, a, yeah. like a Steph Curry. Yeah. No, for sure. He's a Hall of Famer. Not, maybe not first ballot, but he's definitely going to be a Hall of Famer. There's no, I don't, I wouldn't doubt that. I think first ballot Hall of Famers right now, you probably have KD. Yeah, yeah. What? that's not even. KD could literally quit now, and he's still first ballot Hall of Famer. I would say Kevin Durant, LeBron, Chris Paul. Mm-hmm. I would put Steph, Steph Curry yeah. personally, but like I, see I know people, MJ I see said, "Oh, he's not." But yeah, like, like that's what I'm saying. I see people that say he's not, but I'm like, I mean, you kind of have to. You're not supposed to shoot a thousand threes in a season and shoot at forty five percent. Like that's. Yeah, but you also aren't supposed to break also, backboards. But Shaq did it, like. Yeah. No, nah, okay, so here's here's a question, and this is I know this is like a, a pretty hot debate recently. You're taking for shooter Steph or Dame? Still Steph, but I understand Dame. <laughs> yeah. Cause there was the argument that uh Dame has a better like three point percentage from far because he took more shots or whatever. Or like he took significantly I more shots from deep than Steph ever has. The thing is, is that I would say Steph's a better shooter, but Dame does not seem like he's affected by crunch time at all. No. Like, pressure time. does not get Dame to time. You what? know what I mean? Like, pressure got to Steph. Game 7, 2016. Yeah. Some wide open threes he's making all season, he misses. And I'm like, all right, like, I get the contested one missing. I mean, that's also a different scenario, though. I know, Dame's never like, been to the finals. I feel like if Dame was in that p- position, like, he's so calm and cool collected. He strikes me as someone that is so yeah. calm, cool collected that he wouldn't be phased. That's why moment. I love Dame, man. So it's like, he's I, a I'll killer. Him, but he's like... Oh, actually, Jimmy Hyrule said he's just like he's one of those players. It's like if he gets forgotten by history, the people that like stand by him, they just be like, you just had to be there to see it. Yeah, because like he doesn't have like the quote unquote accolades that a Steph Curry would have, but it's like I would say he's easily in the echelon of players like top ten. You know what I mean? Yeah, he is, and he's sort of one of those players that gets slept on all the time. Like I remember for the longest time, like we were talking about two K ratings a little while ago. Oh yeah. Dude, his 2K rating was at an 89 for the longest time. And everybody was like, how the fuck is this man not a 90? Like, at cool. least a 90. Just nudge him up. Because then he's in that, like, caliber of players. All I'm going to say is that 
getting praise from older players like obviously lebron gets a lot of praise and stuff but it's like kobe bryant said he was terrified of his feet man yeah kobe bryant was like this kid's gonna be special like this kid is crazy trust me yeah like now you're seeing it didn't he <laughs> drop like 40 on kobe's lakers at, like early in his career in his like second or third year i'm pretty sure yeah, that in happened. 2012 or something yeah like but i mean like obviously kobe wasn't kobe anymore like, yeah and i he probably kobe. wasn't like guarding him often no. but if you can even go up against an older Kobe and still drop numbers on him, pff, you, dude, you're nasty. Um, I want to get back to this like trade, this three-way oh, trade yeah. really quickly, so, just, so just right, to finish yeah. it off. So Milwaukee gets Victor Oladipo, Robert Covington. Indiana gets back Eric Bledsoe uh, and their 2021st round pick from Milwaukee. So Indiana and Houston gets Dante DiVincenzo, Ersan er, uh, Ilyasova, 2021 first round pick and a 2023 first round pick. So you're telling me that Rocco is worth more than Oladipo? What? That sounds like right now. It sounds like um no, but D- Dante DiVincenzo and Ersan Ilyasova's like contracts aren't huge. Eric Bledsoe has like uh, I think he's oh, made, like eight he's, million dollars a year yeah. or something now. Um, it well just based on the amount of things you said, it just sounded like you were getting more. Yeah, for- well, you're getting an extra player, which is more so just to like even out. Yeah. the contract price and you get one extra pick i think if anyone's gonna go to milwaukee it's a player of victor oladipo's caliber it's like obviously a clear all-star but not big enough to carry a team quote-unquote partially because he's injured he's just coming back from injuries and stuff and he's just getting back to the swing of things but also vo like, like victor oladipo yeah. like i to me i could never see a player like russell westbrook or no lebron james Anthony Davis. like those players once they've gotten to a big market not that Oklahoma is the biggest market, but you know, it's, I would say it's sizably bigger than Milwaukee. It's like once you get yeah, into a bigger a market, bigger. you know, you don't go back to a small market. Like that doesn't happen unless yeah. you're LeBron and have something to prove, or unless you're fuck, I don't know, Dwight Howard coming off of Orlando into other fucking markets for whatever reason. But that's or you're you Kawhi and you're like, let's win one chip here, and then we'll go to LA and try to win a chip there. And I choke. think Toronto's only a big market because it's the only Canadian team. They're not really, they're like a medium sized market, but, but yeah, but you know because I mean? like yeah, they like have a whole nation yet. behind yeah, they them, they have yeah. a whole country that backs them up because yeah. it's fucking the only Canadian team in the NBA, unless the Vancouver Grizzlies, you know, like yeah, but that happens after Seattle, and Seattle will probably happen in the next like five years. I'd be, I'd be glad to see that. That would be sick, yeah. Seattle like deserves a team, they should have never taken it away, especially going from Seattle to Oakland. I mean, like, Oklahoma's not really that like big of a city and not that big of a big state. city or a yeah state, but like but seattle I, I think seattle definitely deserves it more yeah it's like the they're like they them and portland are like the two teams for like all of the northwest basically yeah rip city is huge yeah you got like the dakotas like montana washington state they oregon all wrote, they all probably root for one of those teams or yeah. i guess portland right now yeah or like maybe uh utah and it's probably for the it's but probably like, for similar reasons as like how we are here in Canada. Like there's no other Canadian team, so you're kind of just like fuck it, yeah. Raptors. You know what I mean? Which I feel like, yeah. But for the Raptors, I feel like you kind of get a pa- like we as a Canadian, you almost get like two favorite teams. You like are almost obligated to cheer for Raptors, and then you get like yeah. one other team that you can just cheer for. It doesn't really matter who. That's me. It was New Orleans, but that's because Anthony Davis. Yeah. Like, obviously, I like the Lakers, and I'm gonna yeah. continue watching it because Anthony Davis is one of my favorite players. But I still think. I still watch all the Suns games just because, like, I like watching D-Book yeah, play. Yeah. You know, that's my guy. Well, yeah, like, I'll watch, like, anywhere. Like, I know a lot of people hate on Melo. I have an argument. 
to say that he's like overhated and underrated at this point. I would say the same. But like anywhere he goes, I'm gonna watch because I just like the way he plays. I like his style. Okay, that's like, the, the one thing that always bothers me, and it's like I get like bandwagoning. So say, say when KD went to the Warriors, and all of a sudden a bunch of Warriors fans. I yeah. get that, but it's like if your favorite player moves from a team to a different team, yeah, not necessarily to win a chip like how KD did it, but like when people from Cleveland that like LeBron more than Cleveland. And he moved to LeBron, or he moved to Miami. People followed him there. It's like, what's the big deal? Like, I, I never understood the whole. I think I think it's because I think when it becomes bandwagoning is when they go and join a super team. Because yeah. then it's like not now you're not, or it seems like you're not just like following the player. You're like, well, now that yeah. this whole team is sick, so I'm just gonna cheer for the whole team. Because like you know, you're basically gonna get a chip out of it, or at least like a deep some years of deep finals or deep playoff. Runs. I don't know. To me, it always seemed dumb to me that you would roast someone on them yeah, liking I a hate. player and fall. I, I don't know. To me, that's just dumb. I understand it's a sports thing and like, it's kind of just like one of those unnamed rules of sports. I just yeah. think it's really dumb. Cause like, I like Blake Griffin. I'm not cheering for the Pistons, but like I watch Blake Griffin play cause I like Blake Griffin as a player mm-hmm. or LeBron. Like I like watching LeBron play or I like watching Kawhi Leonard play or KD or whatever. It's, I don't know. To me, I never understood the whole thing. It's like, Oh, it's sort of bandwagon, you know? Yeah. Unless it's Isaiah. Like, I feel like also like if you watch the NBA a lot, you like sort of attach yourself to so many players that you're like honestly if like half the teams win, I don't really care. Like I'm cool with that cuz I like yeah. this player, I like this player, I like that whole team, that whole team. This coach is cool like if when it was um in the east like Celtics versus the Raptors. I'm like obviously I'm a little yeah. biased to the Raptors cuz like it's a Canadian team, but like I'm perfectly happy seeing the Celtics win. Like I think Jason Tatum's amazing. Yeah, I dude, every year I'm so torn between like anytime the Bucks, Celtics, Miami, or the Raptors face off. I'm just like, yeah, I want the like Raptors to get far, or I want, I want like Milwaukee. The I honestly, again, like all of them, I don't care. Like Miami is probably like my fourth option, sort of thing. Your dark horse. Yeah, but if they get in, like they did this year, I'm like, yeah, I'm fucking because Jimmy Butler's sick. I love Jimmy. His attitude towards the game, his tenacity, it's so fun to watch. And you can feel it too. Yeah, there's not a lot of players where it's like you can feel their drive. Jimmy definitely is one of those players. And that's why, like... Russell Westbrook is definitely one of those players. I know you yeah. don't like Russell Westbrook too much, but, like, you can feel that this man is, like... You can definitely see his effort, but I feel like... Jim- I would pick Jimmy over Russell Westbrook, not only because of, his eff- like, his physical effort on the court, mm-hmm. but his mentality, like, he pushes his teammates. Like, that's why he didn't really work out in Minnesota and why they, like, sort of had issues in... Philadelphia. My boy Andrew Wiggins. I'm never going to stop. <laughs> I'm still hoping for this guy to come through. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. I don't consider him a bust. He's still dropping. He's still dropped at least one. He's not a I'm bust. Saying. He's just, he doesn't live, uh, he doesn't live, live up, up to, to his the potential. expectation. I'll, I'll give you that. Because everybody was like, this bust. is the next fucking Michael Jordan. When I think bust, I think fucking like Anthony Bennett. Yeah. That's what I think bust. Or fuck, who's the other guy? Um, Curly hair. Uh, I can't remember. Holt? No, not Marco Fultz. No, no, no. I'm he talking. He's how to shoot. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. He 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 was he was in like the 2011 draft or something. I don't know. I can't remember his name, but he uh, so it's Kyrie. Kyrie's first pick in 2011. Maybe not 2011. It might have been earlier, honestly. Um, okay, here we got a we got a list of the biggest busts. Okay, Anthony Bennett, number one, makes sense. Kwame Brown, number two. Larue <laughs> Martin, that was 72. I don't know. Uh, okay, I don't know him. Greg Oden. I know Greg Oden is like considered a bust, but I hate calling him a bust because he had like injuries 
And the years that he did play, he wasn't really that bad. What I'll give Greg Oden is that, like, this is actually off of a Jimmy Highroller video, too, from a while back. It's, like, the worst predictions of all time or whatever. Yeah. And everyone, so Colin Coward was like, why the fuck would you take Kevin Durant over Greg Oden? And I was watching, I was just, I was curious. So I, like, I did my research. I was just watching Greg Oden highlights and stuff. And I'm like, okay, I can see why this guy's number one. You know what I mean? Yeah. bigger his college career was insane yeah like he went crazy so it's like i understand but it's like i think the problem that people had is that he discounted kevin durant like he discredited him i'm like okay this guy's seven feet and he moves like a guard. yeah (laughs) well i think it's because he was so lanky at that point but the other thing like you see he is lanky but he uh he played against like the 2008 um or like at that time the the men's like olympic team that would have been in 2008 yeah and he was giving nba players like nba vets buckets yeah he was going crazy he like he played like 15 minutes and dropped like 20 some points like dude how are you hating on this guy but no the the bust i was thinking about was adam morrison he he tore he tore his acl but um he when he was playing was not good um yeah i'll get a good picture of him is this dude Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, I mean, he looked decent in when he was on Gonzaga. Gonzaga, Jesus. Um, he went to Gonzaga in college. Yeah, but yeah, as soon as he got to the NBA, holy shit! All right, most interesting part of this um, podcast. Okay, rank your top ten. Ten to one. Ten NBA players right yeah. now. Favorite or just in terms of who I think is the best? Yeah. Okay, well, LeBron's number one. No, other way around. 10 to 1. Oh, okay. Um, fuck, I, it's so much harder doing 10 to 1. Okay, 1 to 10. Okay. Top, then, five, top, five, like, top 5, Okay, top 5. Uh, LeBron. It's still crazy to me that LeBron's number 1 for so many people. Yeah. It's like, it makes sense. Like, man just went to finals and He just MVP. basically averaged a triple-double for a season and then guys. through the playoffs and then won a chip and got finals MVP. Like, he's that's still looks like number 1 to me. Yeah. Um, but this man is 36, bro. I know that's, that's the craziest part. But NBA the thing player. is, you have to think about it. Like, you have some some of those athletic freaks, like LeBron, like MJ, MJ is who is like still pretty old in the late '90s during their three-peat. And I mean, he was like 34, 35, so like just a little younger than LeBron. But he was still averaging like 40 in the playoffs. Oh yeah, by all means, I know yeah. it happens like once in a generation, kind of. Thing. Yeah, yeah. So it's like I, I'm not. I'm not surprised in it. I'm more like in awe. I'm like, how yeah, it's still just like, like yeah, because it doesn't happen often. You and I weren't alive when MJ was doing like the three peats, but it's like you go back and watch and like you're just like obviously in awe as well. But it's, I think it's a little different when you're seeing it as it's happening. You yeah, know, yeah, you're not yeah. Going back and watching it. Yeah, because you get to watch the whole like you can watch hardwood classics, but again, it's it's different watching like recorded games than it is live. Like watching him live, I'm just like, dude, this guy is doing this in this moment right now. It's crazy. Yeah. Whereas, like, going back to watch MJ, game, MJ games, I'm like, holy shit, like, this guy's on, like, he's clearly the best player on the floor, like, yeah. by, like, heaps and bounds. You I think it's... Play and you're just like, all right, like, this guy's clearly the best player, like, there's yeah. no debate there. I think it's also, there's sort of a mystique watching it live, because, like, when it's... Happen. Yeah, when it's recorded, yeah, you already know he, yeah, like, he oh, went MJ off. MJ won this game, but yeah. like, clearly he must have won this game because he won the title. And it's like, yeah. I know he won the title. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But it's like, well, yeah, when it's happening live, you don't know what's going to happen, and then all of a sudden he hits like this crazy shot when he's covered by like three people and you're like holy shit how did he just get that to go in yeah no that i just don't understand and like the thing is is that lebron's minutes man he plays so many minutes 
Like, MJ, yeah, that's the, the amount of minutes yeah. that MJ, Kareem, Carmelo, and LeBron, like these players have played. I'm like, how the fuck are you still doing this? Like, my body would have been fucking destroyed by now. Yeah, I guess I don't know. Maybe they just have like super strong ligaments. Really, MJ, like you know, you know, you're milk. a good player when other teams specifically have the strat of beat the shit out of him <laughs> yeah. like, as much as you can. <laughs> Commit like, war crimes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, right. like clearly, this guy is giving you problems. Like, yes, you beat him. Like Isaiah Thomas, or whatever the bad boy Pistons. Bill Lambeer and those guys, but Bill Lambeer gut, yeah. It's just it crazy. It's crazy to me when one person is enough to like make you have to reconsider your game plan to try and get to the final. So, for example, like I think it was JJ Redick saying, "It's like, all right, we know we have to go through LeBron or Al Horford. Al Horford when he's on the Celtics, he's like, all right, I know that our game plans for everyone else is fine, but it's like we have to find a game plan for LeBron James." Or, like, I'm sure the West ha- probably had it for Kobe Bryant at one point, too. Yeah. Especially Which, when he was with Shaq. Like, it's like, how the fuck do you get through that? There's really no game plan for that. It's like, okay, let's build a legitimate, like, space-age wall around the bucket so that Shaq can't break through it, but then he still breaks through it. And let's put all four players, Jakarta and Kobe, and he still scores. It's like, there's you're, you can't do anything against that. It's like, good defense, better offense. It's like, if you have a great offensive player, they're always going to find a way to score. No matter what, true. Um, yeah, in terms right, of my so in terms of my top LeBron. ten, yeah, number two, I feel like after this season is it's gotten shaken up. Last season, I would have said Kawhi because Kawhi was doing fucking insane mental things, and then at three, I probably would have said Kevin Durant. Yeah, Kevin Durant. Then, so we're including injured players. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll include injured players. Actually, um, I would say include include players that are coming back this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because okay. I still think. Yeah, KD's still gonna be a top five player. I died. Yeah, I don't think really... he's gonna go from like Hall of Fame level play to like MVP caliber play in Brooklyn. Yeah. Like he's gonna take it slow, but he's still gonna drop buckets. Like it's yeah. Well, and the thing is, is in even on limited Brooklyn, minutes. it's not like he's gonna really be taking the load. No, he's got Kyrie. Irving, he's got Spencer Dinwiddie. He's got Karis Levert. Like he's got so Jared many options. Options. Yeah. Jared out. So he's got um, Steve Nash as a coach. <laughs> Yeah. Fuck. You, you heard you heard Kyrie said <laughs> yeah there's not really gonna be a coach this year it's like all right Kyrie you, you get off the roster we only need <laughs> I saw, Spencer Dinwiddie I saw, I saw a funny ass tweet it was like uh the NBA is gonna have to deal with this duo next season and it was like a picture of KD and Kyrie and then someone retweeted it and was just like this duo is gonna have to deal with this duo like <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> see the thing is that I think Co- or Kevin Durant you could basically pop in literally any team yeah. And, like, he's just going to do his shit. Like, you don't have to worry about him. He's just a fucking score. All good. But, like, Kyrie Irving, man. I feel like it I'm starting to lose Cle- faith in him. It worked in Cleveland because Ty Lue didn't have a problem fucking holding his players accountable, etc. The same way that, like, a Phil Jackson would hold his players accountable or whatever. Well, because that was his job. He didn't have to coach the team. LeBron did that. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I don't know. I can't see anyone keeping Kyrie level-headed. It's going to be interesting yeah. to see if Steve Nash can do it. Because I think Steve Nash is an amazing... Like, that's one of my favorite players, too. I really think, honestly, like, as much... I, like, I don't hate Kyrie, but I think his ego is just too big. Like, because even, even when he was on, like, the U.S. team, when Kobe was there, he was always, like, trying to challenge Kobe. And, like, that's fine. Being a younger player, you want to take on, like, the best. <laughs> but, like, even Kobe couldn't tell him shit. It's like... You're yeah, telling me he, one of the greatest players he, he of all needs time. To keep his ego in check. And yeah, I think he really gets into his bag. Yeah, like I think the reason why you know how when a 
a while back Kyrie said like oh like this motherfucker could take the shot to you in reference to Kevin Durant and like everyone took it as a shot as LeBron and I was like I don't think it was a shot at LeBron it seemed more to me like when I first read that I was like I don't think LeBron's even gonna deny that Kyrie's a better clutch player than LeBron you know what I mean like I feel like Kyrie seems more cool complex in the clutch obviously LeBron has more experience there but it's like I think LeBron would agree like they drew up that play that three point that he should uh, the go-ahead three on Steph Curry they drew that up for Kyrie because LeBron said, I want Kyrie to take that shot. Yeah. I feel like it's because he's a better shooter, though. Because if you yeah, can well, really shoot, it's it like, opens up think, the rest of the floor. I think he's worded it poorly. Yeah. I think he shouldn't have said this first time in my career where that motherfucker took a shot, too. I think he should have said, like, this is probably one of the one of the first times in my career where someone doesn't have to defer to me to take a shot kind of thing. Yeah. So, a little more. If he worded it better, I think it would have been fine. It's just it was a really poor way to say it. Like, pretty blunt way to say that and people took it as a shot of LeBron because of course like people just like to think Kyrie hates LeBron or vice versa. I don't know yeah. why. Sorry. Hmm. So you got you got LeBron, you got Kawhi, you got KD. I think I would put fuck. I don't know because it's like there's so many like kind of moving is factors. The only player that I would consider to still be top five post injury. I could see people taking Kevin. He's Durant not really injured five, now. But that's what I'm saying. Kevin yeah. Durant is a little more serious. Like yeah. Steph. Steph broke his wrist, but it's like, it's not even a shooting hand. See, I feel like a, a lot of people are not only sleeping on Golden State, but Steph. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously... A lot of people took him out. It's just like they forgot that this guy was in five finals yeah. recently. And it's like, he was definitely like the best, if not one of the best players on the team. Also, the only unanimous MVP, two-time MVP. But I'll say there's a lot of times, like Shaq could have won that first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that's, that's not, a little biased. That's a little wise, but argument in saying yeah. But, but so the fact sure. that somebody did finally win it after this long is like, okay, that's obviously a very like a sentiment to what they're doing. But somebody, uh, King of the Fourth Quarter, Kenny, he, I was watching his video. He made the point that although a lot of people expect Steph Curry to drop like forty every game, like average forty, he will now get double teamed every time because with Kevin Durant on the team, you mm-hmm. couldn't get yeah. a player off but the thing is you still have clay you still have andrew wiggins who is a threat on offense and they might get rid of him and bring in james wiseman or whoever the fuck they draft in the, you know, in the draft. i don't think they're gonna draft Lamelo. no i think they, they I, have I to just, go for a big man they're either gonna get james wiseman I, I thought or trade down wiseman. get some like cheaper assets and get somebody or even just keep marquise chris and just get him to get boards get i was you know, expe- i'm fully expecting to take james wiseman in the draft like that's yeah, that's the only player in the lottery where i'm like that makes actually a lot of sense for you guys to take like wiggins is a good third option obviously your backcourt is Stephen clay you need some size on the team so draymond green will probably be your power forward and james wyman five yeah see like there, there a lot of people said um because he's not going to necessarily develop into what he could be but the Wiseman thing is, yeah, if if no Wiseman, if he's on the Golden State, because it's still going to be very focused around Steph and Clay. Yeah. But the thing is, I think they can still he might his development might be a little later. But the thing is, is you, Steph and Clay are still going to be useful later on because they just have to shoot. They don't have to run a lot. They don't have to do a whole lot of athletic stuff. If you got a big inside who can do it, he can stretch the floor. He's now becomes the focus, and now you got crazy good shooters on. The outside and a good interior. Yeah, you still have a fucking. Wiggins is a good mid range shooter. Yeah, you still have like a problem team in the West. Yeah, so I feel like I don't think I ever discounted the Warriors personally. I I know that people have, and like people are like, yeah, Steph's not top five right now. I'm like, I mean, he kind of is. Like, if anything, no offense to Kevin Durant, 
an ACL injury might affect them more than Steph's wrist injury off his shooting hand. In my opinion, Steph makes a better case to still be in the top five. Yeah. Not because Kevin Durant's a worse player, but because an ACL, it's like it's pretty hard to come back from an ACL. There's not a lot of notable exceptions of people that came back with an ACL tear and still performed at the same level that they did. Okay, so for my number two, I'd probably say Kevin Durant. That's fair. I know he's coming back from an injury, but like it's Katie. Oh, I agree. Like yeah. personally, I think Kevin Durant is still going to be a top five yeah, player. Yeah. I just think that if people take him out of the top five, but still keep him top ten, I I understand. You know? I would put uh, Kawhi at three. I know his performance this year wasn't quite as good, but I still think it's, like the side effect of playing with Paul George. Like, you yeah, just, you shoot like him. that. But I also think maybe that their system with Doc Rivers maybe wasn't the greatest for Kawhi. Um, I don't know. We'll see next year how it works out. I actually say a quick note on this. Yeah, I think it was actually I think it was Max Kellerman. I was watching. This is what I do at work. I fucking mm-hmm. just listen to all the oh, yeah, entertaining motherfuckers. He was like, I think the reason it didn't work is because Kawhi's not a leader. Oh no, Shannon Sharp. Kawhi's not a leader in that sense. He leads like by example in his play, but yeah, like, he's yeah. not a vocal leader. So it's like he can't keep guys in check the same way LeBron or a. Kyle Lowry or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So that's works why, on that's why it works with Lowry, yeah. Because you had Tony Parker and Manny Ginobili as your vocal leaders, and then Tim Duncan Choir, just Hall of Fame caliber players that are just going to do the work. You know what I mean? Like, it's fine. Yeah. And then on the Raptors, you have Kyle Lowry, who's probably one of the best leaders in the NBA. And then, obviously, it didn't work in LA. But Yeah. So, number three, Kawhi. Number four, I feel like coming back, I got Steph, and then I got Giannis, and then I got Harden. And a lot of people argue that Harden's higher up, especially because his defense is getting better. But I feel like you put him in a different system where he doesn't, he isn't allowed to ISO for 45 minutes per game. So you don't think Anthony Davis in the top, I guess, what are your seven? I, I would put Dame, AD, and. No, obviously, there's no right answer. It's objective. Yeah. Because I, I know AD is like, he's insane. In my opinion, AD is a less physical version of Giannis, but a little more skillful. Not yeah. to say that Giannis isn't skillful. Like I, people, so when Harden said that Giannis isn't skillful, I'm like, all right, that's a fucking lie. Like, <laughs> AD is still a skillful player. He's AD just using his athleticism to take over games. AD is an athletic Dirk. Yeah, he can shoot. He can like, but space the floor. The obviously. advantage is that I think Dirk was able to lead. Granted, he had a little bit better of a caster. Oh, actually, I don't know. He had Rondo, Boogie, and Drew Holiday at one point. That's a pretty solid team for a Pelicans team. AD, yeah. You have the best, one of pretty much, according to players, the best perimeter defender in Drew Holiday. I would agree. You watch him play, and I'm like, no. I well, even even players that. are like, yeah, this is the only yeah, Dame, guy Dame I don't want to. Yeah. Dame said that. Um, there was one other person that said that recently. Kevin Durant said that, too. Kevin Durant was yeah. like, Drew Holiday's a fucking Yeah, yeah, yeah I remember that. Yeah, he was on he was like, He should have been All-NBA first for defense yeah interesting yeah like and when he when you're the only player that all the other nba players are like i don't want him guarding me that's high praise. obviously good it's high praise if someone who's literally unstoppable on offense and kevin durant says that you're a good defender especially when kevin durant is like 20 feet taller than you yeah (laughs) his his he can literally just stand and without jumping shoot over you while you're jumping so i'm assuming your last your nine and ten is probably what, like Jokic, Embiid, along those lines. Um, yeah, I'd probably say Jokic, Jimmy Butler, J- uh, Jimmy Buckets. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's good. Because I feel like Jimmy Butler after this season, especially, yeah, Paul really George at number one. 
Yeah. Lou Williams and Orange <laughs> Man, I, I like I'm a I'm a Paul George fan, but after this year, fuck. It's hard. It's so I, hard to watch. I'm sorry. Like I've never disliked Paul George, but I'm, I've never had faith in him. Yeah. The, the only time I really had faith in him is when he was giving LeBron a run Pacers, for his money. Yeah. When he came back from his injury and Yeah. And I was like, yeah. all right, I'll give you I'll give you that. I'll give you that. But it's like past that. Like he's a nice guy and everything, but it's, I don't know. She can't perform in big moments apparently. Hey, I like your shoes, man. PG ones, PG, PG amazing. Wonder, and the PG fours, whoo! Oh my god, I <laughs> love those things, dude. I haven't, I haven't had a chance to like get back out and really play in them again. I still want Fuck. to. Um, I'm trying to, I'm trying to book a basketball court time. Just hoop. Play. Dude, we got to do that sometime. Kind of yeah, like West Side or something. But yeah, yeah, I haven't, I've hooped in so long. Literally been like eight months. Actually, no, that's a lie because I played in the summer a little bit. Yeah, we well we played in the summer, a couple times, but it's still been like four months. I would say, who else is a player that you could easily put on the top ten yeah. this year? I feel like there's a lot of players that probably are in within the top fifteen that you could switch out between top ten. You're like, yeah, that sort of makes sense. Donovan Mitchell, you could probably put. Him okay, in I don't know 15. if I'd put him in top ten. No, not top ten. Oh, top okay, 15. okay, yeah. You yeah. Say, like the uh, eleven to fifteen, I feel like is the most like dicey part because you have a lot of players that could easily fit like ben yeah. simmons could be in there that's chris well, paul i wouldn't put be ben there. simmons there after this year he played really good defensively but in the playoffs where was he where'd he go ben simmons doesn't exist i don't know man there's a lot of players where it's just like man i really like i like i like ben simmons i want him to just succeed but it's just like i still think that yeah. philadelphia should build around him and not Embiid. no offense to Embiid. i just think it makes more sense to develop if ben simmons gets a shot he's a really good player again if he gets a shot if. i guess it's a, it's an if it's an if and it's like it's i don't i, I don't get it with him because it's like you see him in practice shooting the lights out and you even in like high school and, and college like he played pretty decent he didn't really shoot a whole lot of threes but like anytime he did he was close or he kind of made them again not at a, like a great percentage but like there is sort of potential there that you're like, okay, like if he develops it, he could be good. Yeah. And now they're like, we're still saying the same thing into his like third year in the league yeah, <laughs> or going into his it. fourth now. Well, I guess it's technically his third, but it would be his fourth. Um, Yeah, I don't know, man. I Like Simmons definitely has the potential as a playmaker, inside scoring, that sort of thing. But uh, the shot like really fucked. Because even like mid-range is sort of dicey. Yeah, him getting to the hoop, no problem. Yeah. Like, he can shoot the mid-range. Obviously, inside, yeah, good it's court easy. vision, pretty good pass. And then defensively, defensively, especially this year, he really showed he's a phenomenal defender. Um, Yeah, 11 to 15. Would you put Clay Thompson in top 15? I'd put him at uh, 42, just like that. List. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, <laughs> below Zion before Zion's uh, ever touched I a court. It, 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 I have to see how he plays. Prior to his injury, easily probably, like, maybe 11 or 12 yeah if see if we're talking that i feel like he's a slept on player because like people know he's good but if you were to say okay well if he was like the first option do you think he could carry and i feel like yeah you could give him he could bring him to the playoffs maybe not to a finals but he could bring him to a playoffs and yeah i think this is why i think i like the splash brothers a lot it's because obviously steph's like the better player overall but you can't sleep on clay thompson because it's like there's a reason why that backcourt is so successful, partially because it's a three-point era and stuff. But Clay Thompson is phenomenal at playing. Like yeah. he's, he's not a he's not a dumb player by any means. Like he's got a basketball IQ. He's pretty good defensively. He can shoot the lights out. 
You know what I mean? Like when he gets hot, he gets hot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing is like, yeah, if you sleep on him, I don't know if he has the. He just dropped quality. thirty-five and a quarter on you, so like, you kind of fucked up. I don't know if he has the leadership qualities per se. Yeah, that's fair. I like I obviously he doesn't have the chance. I guess he made me maybe it'd be like a Kawhi Leonard situation where like he would lead in his play on the court, but he wouldn't necessarily be like the vocal leader to like rally people together. Yeah. You'd still need somebody to do that, like a Draymond Green. Fair. Which is why they work so well. Because it's like you have a point guard in Steph who's like an amazing facilitator. He sort of like leads the... Demands a lot of fucking attention. Yeah. Basically everybody demands a lot of attention. Clay, Steph, Draymond at one point did, but not anymore. And then you add Kevin Durant. I still don't understand. Yeah, that's still... (laughs) Honestly, like, were it not for... This is what sucks about injuries. So it's similar to how the Cavs probably would have beat them in 2015. Because obviously Kyrie and Caleb were out. Raptors would have probably lost had, you know, KD and Clay not gone down. You know what I mean? Like, pretty taxing, but that's four Hall of Famers plus you add a. No, it's four Hall of Yeah, four Hall of Famers. Steph, yep. Clay, Dre, and KD. That's a fucking Plus JaVale McGee. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, I got a question for you since you like AD. Mm-hmm. After watching this year, do you think they repeat championships with all the people coming back? Depends on what roster changes they make, is what I would say. Mm, okay. But to give you a short answer, the hopeful in me says yes. Realistically, see, I, I can't say no because it's like every time someone doubts LeBron James, I feel like yeah. he performs minus 2011. But like at the same time, there's so much fucking talent in the West. Like you have the Clippers. You have the Mavericks. You have the Trailblazers. You have Oklahoma with Chris Paul still. Like, you can't sleep on that team. Even though they got bounced in the first round, they made the playoffs as a sixth seed where everyone thought they weren't even going to be there. The Rockets. I guess if you really want to count the Spurs. I, 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 I Personally, I wouldn't. Like, LaMarcus Aldridge is kind of aged. DeMar DeRozan yeah. is kind of yeah. washed. Again, like I was saying earlier, their future is weird. Yeah. Because now they have a different coach coming in. Yeah. You have obviously the Golden State Warriors. It's like that's what I'm saying. With Golden State coming back, I'm like, they they might make it to the finals again. It de- it depends. That's why I'm saying it depends on how they play. You know, LeBron and AD are healthy. Yeah. Steph and Clay are both coming off of injury, but they do have. I don't know. We'll see. I personally, I think they do. I don't know if they'll necessarily repeat. Like that's hopeful in me. I want my eighth boy. If AD goes back to back, bro, like he's top five. I'm sorry, he's the top five player in the league right now. See, playing with LeBron, but it's like. I have to put in my top five. Yeah. In my opinion, I feel like if Denver gets better, no way oh, I the Lakers Denver are Denver was back. there too. <laughs> yeah. There is no Even way Utah, the Lakers are coming Utah back. Utah is still a good... Like Donovan Mitchell if is Utah, finally... Well, not finally. He's been developing, but... Yeah. Yeah, if Utah... I don't really know what they put together to... I guess maybe like a more athletic four spot. Um, so you, got, you got Donovan Mitchell. You got Bogdanovich. Born. Who sort of plays like the Joe Ingles. two three Joe Ingles kind of at the three four, um, Joe Ingles. Yeah, but yeah, I feel like if you if you move some of the pieces around on Utah, if you move some of the pieces around, or just acquire somebody to Denver, you know what's crazy? To it's me a crazy team. Is um, so obviously this is also this was brought up by I think Shannon Sharp as well or Jalen Rose, one of the two, Jalen and Jacoby, whatever the fuck I was watching. You're saying LeBron's the East is a weak East comes to the west and does it kd moves oh and the east is really strong now. i'm like 
just because KD moved over. Like, obviously, Giannis developed his play. Yeah. He got Tatum and stuff there. Like, don't get me wrong, East is very talented. But all of a sudden, the East is, like, super strong. And so if someone makes it out, it's great. <laughs> I was like, damn, it's kind of true. It's true. He, but I would say there is sort of a point, though, because, like, LeBron was there so long that players had to adapt to LeBron's level. Or and now, all of a sudden, the, the Celtics. To try and make yeah. But now, all, all, all of a sudden, like, the Celtics, Miami toronto but would you say that's a result because of lebron leaving now that they finally can their their talents um, are showcased i feel like now um i wouldn't say i wouldn't say the the celtics to me is an exception because the celtics were really young when lebron beat them yeah you know what i mean like jason tatum was a rookie yeah fucking and even then like not a bad had like (laughs) al horford still obviously still a great team but yeah not nearly as developed as they were this year the Raptors, in my opinion, they're just showcased on how good they are now that LeBron hasn't been there for a couple of years. Obviously, they won the finals one year, and then the second year, they made it conference finals. like, Or it was a second round? Second round, sorry. And they easily could have made conference finals. And in my opinion, they probably could have beat that Miami team, too. Yeah. like They really could have gone either way. But I think it's partially because LeBron left, but also partially because there was always talent there. It's just been, you just expect LeBron to make it out of the East. Yeah. This point, like... See, I feel like if you so if that three way box trade happens and oh, they acquire yeah. VO and they acquire Robert Covington, the box gets so much better. If the Celtics mm-hmm. continue to develop, get, I'm still surprised the Bucks got rid of Malcolm Brogdon. I yeah, not, yeah, that was a weird. Say, not to say that they like shouldn't have. Like I'm sure they had a good reason, but it's like Malcolm Brogdon is a fucking good player. Because who did they get for him? They got um because Malcolm Brogdon um, he went to the Pacers, right? Yeah, but I think it was a three-team trade. Oh, I um, because I don't know who came from. Uh, who would have come from the Pacers? I don't know. No, I'm pretty sure it was a three-team trade. I don't. I could be wrong, but um, because I don't remember anybody from the Pacers coming to the box. But um, yeah, maybe maybe they traded him to get like a higher pick or something. I don't know. Anyways. If yeah, if the Celtics continue to get better as they pretty much are expected to, if Toronto finds some peace somewhere, then I feel like this is one of the most competitive Eastern Conference divisions since like the probably like mid two thousands. Well, I mean, ah, oh, fuck. I guess because like LeBron was on the Heat and he had Celtics and everything, but you had a fucking good Bulls team. Yeah, yeah obviously, like in the yeah in the, the mid team, you had obviously LeBron and the Heat. Well, even before that, in the East, there's still good competition. Like you had obviously the Celtics. Yeah, yeah. I guess it's it, you have a top heavy conference. You had LeBron and the Cavs, obviously. Yeah. You had fucking. I guess the Pistons were good a couple years prior to. I don't know. That team kind of just fell apart over time, which makes sense. Like it happens to every team, but yeah, I feel like it's sort of unfair to say that um, that the Eastern Conference is bad. It's there's just not as many good teams. You have like four, maybe five, really good teams that would probably still do good in the West, but the West just has way more. Like they have like ten to twelve teams that like could potentially be in playoffs. Mm-hmm. whereas yeah again east like their bottom six to you know 12 or whatever not good like trash like no offense to the atlanta hawks yeah but the atlanta hawks have like potential 
I'm sure. You know I mean, what I mean? I would say even when LeBron was still in the East, all those teams had potential. Like, yeah. <laughs> don't get me wrong. You were going against a prime fucking LeBron James and the Miami Heat, but like Paul George gave him a pretty good run for his money. Back yeah. when playoff P was actually playoff P, like he was, there was those were close games that they were losing by, and like obviously he got injured and whatever. But. Well, I mean the simple fact that you had the whole Heat team, and they still had some like very competitive series against the Pacers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the Pacers didn't have like a super stacked team. I mean they had a pretty solid team, but it wasn't like nearly the same matchup as the Heat. No, I wouldn't say. Obviously, the Bulls back then. Fucking yeah, I feel like yeah, the Jakeem Celtics Noah. have just always been a consistently decent team. Like they were never really like trash, trash, trash. Yeah, like early two thousands, they had Paul Pierce and like it was a decent team, and then obviously they formed their super well, team. That's the reason why they're well a couple years and then they're. Back. All right, sorry, I just accidentally paused <laughs> paused the recording there. Uh, what were you saying? Something about the Celtics being competitive? Yeah, they've never like I've never known the Celtics to be like a bottom tier like shitty team i feel like they've always been at least a half decent team not necessarily like yeah, a yeah. Well, I mean, contention team but like playoff you had, you had yeah pretty much every year i mean that but that's why they're well now tied but they were the winningest franchise ever in the nba because mm-hmm. like yeah they just their management does such a good job of acquiring assets keeping assets i'm so surprised they got Kyrie of all people that that yeah. did not fit ever yeah i read that when it first happened i was like oh know if that's our best fit for Kyrie Irving yeah I think I, people were kind of hopeful with having Gordon Hayward there people are like okay like maybe he works well with Gordon Hayward and Brad Stevens as coach and then you really you realize like nope he uh doesn't do good as a quote-unquote leader <laughs> so I yeah like that's I guess why we'll, he was a good player with LeBron, LeBron yeah because LeBron's a good leader and then Kyrie just gotta do what he has to do that's why it worked yeah but then he got salty that he wasn't the number one option yeah and so i hope now he's sort of realized yeah i'm not really a number one option like i play like one but i shouldn't yeah, I hope be he realizes one. <laughs> that that team that he's on no offense to Kyrie, but that's kevin durant's team yeah that's yeah kevin durant's the hall <laughs> of fame player on that team. any team Fine. that katie is on is his team unless like golden state still kind of steph's team but all right final question final okay LeBron and KD team up. That's the it's team. that's it chalked. But Kawhi goes to the Golden State Warriors. Fuck. Okay. Uh, I still think LeBron KD. I mean, I guess it depends on who's surrounding them. Because if they oh, literally have scrubs and that's it, like it's legit just LeBron okay, and KD. Say, then let's it's... Just, okay, let's say this. Kawhi goes to the Kawhi goes to the Golden State right this season. Mm-hmm. No injuries are seen. Everyone's healthy. Prime, prime health, or just not prime healthy. But KD goes to the Lakers with AD. <laughs> okay, well, obviously they're winning. <laughs> I mean, they won this year. You add again, but they went against the you, fifth seed. Not to discredit my yeah. head, but like you know what I mean. Yeah, like, and they, it they was like, exactly the against, like yeah, but the thing is, it was the third easiest championship in thirty-seven oh, yeah. years, and they Baseball still lost two games. They still lost two games against the fifth seed against fucking uh, Sheen from Jimmy Neutron, Jimmy <laughs> Butler. <laughs> Josh Tyler Hero, the fucking player. yeah, fucking Duncan Robinson. Duncan Robinson is nasty. Like I don't understand the whole like. I mean, the chirping him, you're trying to get it. Josh only chirps him. They beat the Celtics. Yeah. Which I mean, I get, I get. Yeah. If someone, but, if someone 
Yeah, no, I get it. I get it. But yeah, like the Miami, like although they're like a solid roster, they no one expected them to go to the finals this year, unless you're a huge Miami fan. I think it just goes to show that's the third easiest championship according to that like stat, and it is yeah. still difficult. It's like, yeah, they didn't just four zero sweep. <laughs> like they they still lost two games. It's just fucking mind boggling. I mean, the gentlemen swept the Western Conference, and then Miami gentlemen swept the Eastern Conference. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. much. Yeah. Well, actually, they four zero'd Indiana. They four zero'd Indiana. Then they think they won. I was really hoping that was going to be four one against. So, I was hopeful. I was like, man, Boston weren't balling his eyes out. Like, balling out. Balling his eyes out. He <laughs> is. He went from MJ skill to a scrub real quick. One Jimmy Butler matchup gone. Jimmy Butler man. I was really hoping that was gonna be a good matchup, like a seven-game series. I think everyone's expecting at least six. Yeah. Either way, like. And then. It really could have gone either way. And then TJ Warren back went went back to being TJ Warren, and everybody was like, "Oh, oh yeah, okay, Miami's Miami, and Indiana's Indiana." Yeah, fuck, that was insane. Someone did a thing. Him and Jamal Murray, they they were counting all the assists they dished out on top of the points, and it's like I think Jamal Murray. Only had two turnovers between like three games. Holy he, shit! He threw, out, he threw out like almost thirty assists or some shit. Yeah, this is Lord. That is insane. And then same thing with TJ Warren. TJ Warren dropped like an ungodly amount of points in those three games or four games. He was averaging like high fifties for a few games like on like sixty percent field. <laughs> like it's like what? <laughs> Who are you? Are you a fucking like tune like, squad? Yeah. Yeah, they were like the MJ secret stuff or whatever. Yeah, Space Jam. yeah, like, yeah. This guy has some. You, the fucking monsters and some aliens <laughs> perform a surgery on you. Like, all right. Well, I mean, I think that pretty much wraps it up. It's like a long episode of the NBA. So, if you're a sports fan or an NBA fan, it was great for you. If you weren't, then well, fuck you. <laughs> this is dealt with pretty current events with the whole NBA season. Yeah. Actually, one quick thing. I gotta, I gotta give the NBA props. You know that bubble. First of all, like they brought the NBA back, but second of all, zero tests kind of crazy like the nfl's rampant with tests right now for covid really yeah wow they did a really really good job of keeping people like strict strictly keeping players oh, like, like, in the bubble like, yeah i can't knock the nba for doing that good for them they yeah. brought back sports as safely as you could possibly do it in this day and age with covid yeah i think there is they're probably like the shining example of that's how you do a bubble yeah all right all right well Thank you guys for uh, listening. Um, we'll definitely be back next week. I know we took a break, but, you know, holidays and everything. I think we'll, we'll be fine going forward. Um, we'll probably take a break for the holidays and come back for season two. Yeah, season two, new year. Um, new us. Yeah, I don't know. Um, follow us on Instagram. If you got a TikTok, we do post clips there. We haven't, again, we haven't posted in a while because we haven't recorded anything. But uh, yeah, follow us on social medias and then you guys will know when new episodes are up and get little bonus clips. Perfect. Sounds good. All right. Well, uh, see ya.